How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Well, one thing hasn't changed, even though I think I, we, people in general, fans, we take the NCAA tournament for granted. But uh, when you sit there and see your name come up and you start watching film on your opponent, you don't take anything for granted. the beauty of being here a while and going through a lot of tournaments is you uh, you kind of had success different ways as a one, three, five, seven seed, and you've had failures um, in the same ways as a one, three, five, and seven seed. So I've uh, I've kind of understand what it takes I think that's my advantage with my team it's convincing them that they got to trust what I tell them during this whole period because it's an exciting time you get to the tournament the best thing about the tournament is of course the first game's the hardest to win and it's always that way in any tournament and uh, but if you can get out of the first game and then you get out of the weekend then everybody it's just a coin flip I think there's very few times we played in one with North Carolina that one team is so much superior to the rest that you can't look at. You can dream about having a chance. I don't know if you really have one. And uh, But this year, I think, evident by listening to all the talking heads and listening to you guys and listening to myself and listening to other coaches, um, it is about as wide open as it's been. Good evening. You are watching Inside the Locker Room. I am Brian Masson, along with my co-host, Jason Strano. Jason, the Honorable, how are you? Fantastic, Brian. How are you doing today? I am fantastic. It's March Madness. It is the month of Izzo. And, uh... Can you breathe? I want to know, can you breathe in that shirt? What's my son's birthday? So I'm wearing it. I mean, is it his shirt? Yeah, this is tenth birthday is. today, right? Well, no, it's a, it's his birthday. Let, it's his tenth, yes. Let, so yeah, let, it's his tenth birthday. Let him wear his own clothes. You don't need to wear his clothes to celebrate. No, birthday. no, no, no. I'm the one on TV. So out of out of uh, oh, uh, so his just to give clothes. some attention, I want to wear my son's shirt and uh, wish my son Nick oh, a happy tenth birthday. God bless. Happy birthday, Nicky. Yeah, time flies, man. Let me tell you, time Jeez. flies. It does. does. It's a blessing. Yeah, you'll be, so you'll be uh, celebrating uh, 21 in a few minutes, huh? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Absolutely crazy. Can't wait. How you, you know, doing, Jason? You doing okay? Doing good. Doing well. You know, can't complain. Good to hear. You know, off, off. Uh, you know, unfortunately, not there on site today with you. Like I, I'd like to be. I will be there next week, though. Good. Sure. We'd like to have you back in studio. Got a chair that we're. Oh, yeah. You know, warming up for you here. Although it is beginning to warm up. And this is a time of year that we get excited about. As we watch the MSU 
have a strong Big Ten tournament, beating, hanging on for Maryland, beating a two-seed Wisconsin, and then playing the Purdue, who uh, with Tyson Walker went out earlier, gave them all they had, and just started to develop kind of that moxie, that toughness, that, uh, you know, three games in three days, that is all mentality, preferring Big Ten, uh, preparing for an NCAA tournament. What are your thoughts on that? You know, I think that what Tom Izzo said in the interview leading into the show right now was, was, was beautiful. And he talked about the preparation and how, you know, he, as good as any other coach in the country, has the ability to convince his team to listen to him during the tournament and, and understand what it takes to win. And he said the hardest game to win is the first game. That was what was interesting to me. The first game is the hardest game to win. And if you can get through the weekend – then it turns into a coin flip because, you know, everybody sees it very clearly this year, as he said so eloquently. It's a lot of parity in college basketball this year. There's no team that's going to run away with it at all. Uh, it's whoever's going to believe, stick together, and, and get come together cohesively as one unit and get hot. Uh, that's the team that's going to win it. And Michigan State has the talent. We've known that. And looking at what they were able to do in Indianapolis in the Big Ten tournament, uh, you can start to see – the gelling happened, the coagulation, Brian. And that's what we're all excited about in East Lansing and see if we can continue to see more of that in uh, the, the tournament this week and hopefully get out getting out of this and on deeper into the tournament. What are your thoughts? You brought a very interesting point, coagulation. Let's go back to that. Tell us about the coagulation of the team. The coagulation, well, you can see <laughs> that's the gelling. That's when they, <laughs> they stick together, Brian. <laughs> that's what that is. I don't, I don't need to, you don't need to hear me talk more. Tell more me about, about us. How do we coagulate? Talk to us. <laughs> how? <laughs> we'll bring Tom on the, on the show. I don't know exactly how he does it, but he's the glue that binds them. You know, it's kind of like that. That, that base, you know, when you're cooking, you know, you know, your mother, your sister, your wife, everybody knows how to do those things. I, I don't really know how to do it. But Tom Izzo is the best chef in the business when it comes to college basketball. And he's doing a phenomenal job into his month of March. Izzo. You saw Tyson Walker exit early against Purdue. Um, Marcus Bingham take over against Maryland. I'm sorry, against Wisconsin. Let's not talk about Maryland because we almost gave that away. I think we had like seven turnovers the last two and a half minutes. But didn't that game start out like fifty-five to nothing? It did. It did fifty-five yeah. to? It got within like <laughs> yeah, fifty-five to. Then it got within like a point or so. And everybody's like pulling their hair out. Me, I don't know what I, I turned great maybe, but it was very nerve-wracking that game. But this team has the talent. I mean, they took on a Wisconsin team, the two seed in the Big Ten, handled them pretty well. Really did. They went up against Purdue. And like we saw for different parts of the year, we had the talent to compete with anybody. Absolutely anybody. And if Tyson's healthy, Marcus Bingham uh, is leading, Gabe Watson. Gabe Watson. I keep saying it all year from Southfield Labrum. Gabe Brown continues to, uh, to lead in the manner of such the way that the last game or so. And A.J. Holker, A.J., in my opinion, is the key to this team. A.J.'s got that dog in him. He's got the alpha in him. 
AJ takes over. What are your thoughts, Jason? Talk to us. I mean, he's got the size. He's got that dog mentality. As you said, if he gets hot, look out. I mean, he saw the ability he had going back to the the, the beginning tournament in, in uh, Madison Square Garden in New York where Hogarth showed his talent there, his explosiveness, his ability to get to the hole, shield defenders, and make it happen, and also has the field vision to make critical passes when necessary. Critical uh, you know, front court uh, combination when you talk about Walker and Hogarth's ability. It's a great one-two punch uh, for, for a point guard position, in my opinion, for Michigan State for the tournament. So can... Tyson's been off, I guess coach said, next two days he's going to get some rest. How imperative is it for um, you know, Tyson to be able to, uh, to not only find that open shot, but take it? I mean, don't, don't you think we need to spread the defense a little? Do you think coach has the handcuffs on him, or uh, Tyson's ready to let go of this tournament? You know, I think that people talk about handcuffs for Michigan State basketball throughout the, the entire year when you talk about what Coach Tom Izzo likes to do. But whatever he does, there's a secret sauce that he let us in a little bit on, I think, in my opinion, early on in that interview. But there's something that happens in the tournament time where guys feel free to do what they came to Michigan State to do, which is shoot the football, basketball, make, make things happen, make their teammates successful. I think that's the only way really for a team to get to the championship level, to get to final fours, is to care for one another more than you care about yourself. That's the only way to really do it. Individual sport, your basketball has been known to be, but in the tournament play, when it's a survive and advance mantra, the only way you're going to get there is to be with your team and to be playing for one another and have those hustle plays that we've seen Michigan State make against a Purdue a few weeks ago. That's the kind of play that will elevate them beyond uh, a more talented team in the tournament, especially when there's not much time to prepare for the next opponent. You know, like any other team, everybody that makes a deep run has great guard play. And if you look at historically, Izzo teams are are senior-laden, veteran-laden guards. And really the formula is no different this year. I mean, I believe as so Tyson Walker and A.J. Hogar and Max Christie to a certain extent. So they go, so go does his team. And so I think it's very important that we get off on that right step, especially against the Davis Institute, who's very dangerous. And they're very dangerous. I mean, they shoot the lights out of the ball. I mean, if they start sinking some of those threes, I mean, we're going to have to de- defend the perimeter. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, it's going to definitely be a, a game. That everybody could have picked that that bracket, couldn't they? Have, you know, you look at Davis we'll, we'll get into that. Duke, no question. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a, it's it's something else. But then you have, you know, Foster Lawyer, uh, who just transferred from Michigan State, is going to be sitting there waiting to play his old teammates, his old compadres, ready to light it up uh, in an offense that's very suited for his ability similar to what you saw with Steph Curry. Guys like that, undersized guards, they can shoot the lights out. If you want to play, go to Davidson. And that's what you're going to deal with when you're dealing with Davidson, Michigan State. Definitely going to have their work cut out for them, but not anything that I don't think the Michigan State can do, cannot do. I think they'll be able to pass this test, but it's going to be an interesting ball game because there's going to be obvious emotions running high 
on both sides of the, the court because of the familiarity on both sides. You know what I found very interesting was that the Michigan State-Wisconsin game was the highest rated Big Ten network game in the history of the Big Ten network. I don't know if we have that graphic. There we go. I mean, that's pretty impressive. When you see that number and you see 1.19 million viewers. Jason, what does that right. tell you about you Michigan State? Are we a blue blood? What do you, what, 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 what do you attribute that to, Brian? Like when you look at those stats, and I know you look, look for these stats all week long. I mean, you work your ass off looking for these stats. Tell me, what is that attributed? What can you attribute Michigan State getting that many viewers in a game against Wisconsin in the Big Ten tournament to? I do. I, I attribute it as uh, I attribute it. This delay in this microphone is killing me. I attribute it as uh, MSU still the blue blood of the program of the Big Ten Network. No question that people want to watch Michigan State when they're on TV, especially in prime time time slots. And Wisconsin's a formidable opponent. And uh, further cements, you know, when you hang eight banners and a dozen Big Ten championships, you come on TV, people want to watch. And it was a it was a great showing on or during that day that game. What's amazing to me is that you know when you look at Wisconsin, they're not known to run up the score, if you will. This is not an exciting brand of basketball, and everybody talks. What are you about, talking about? You know, Running gun, Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah, run, run, run and gun. Running gun. 16 shots a game. Yeah. <laughs> One the shot clock down to zero every time. I mean, if they score 30 in the game, they're, 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 they're happy. They're happy. But that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, if people are parking and watching that brand, and it's not like Tom Izzo allows, he's not running the score up to 110 points either. Uh, when you talk about the brand of basketball, but I, to me, it seems that people are appreciating quality basketball in the way that it's run with sets and play. People like that kind of that basketball. It's kind of like football when you look at the defensive struggles. People now love the forty-two to forty-three football game, but you know us football aficionados. I mean, there's nothing wrong with a, a six to three game sometimes when there's a lot of slobber knocking, you know what I mean, out there on that football field. This is similar in basketball when you have the slow it down, backdoor cut, hold on, you know, take a Princeton. shot, offensive rebound, kick it back out. Yes, those types of games. Those types of Princeton basketball games, Wisconsin basketball games. Tom Izzo, a little bit more athleticism in it. But those kind of grinded out basketball games. People are watching it, and, and that's just something that to take note of. Let's move on and look at the bracket. Uh, the we're a seven seed in the East, in the East, in the West. Do we have a? There we go. We have a picture of that bracket. Oh, in the East. In the East. What do you think of our draw in the East, Jason? <laughs> because you and I both know. You know I, yeah. Who do we want to face in the second round? Round of 32. Round of 32? Yeah. After we beat Davidson, who do we want to face? Oh, oh, Duke. You're brilliant. Just brilliant. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's what I would think. How fitting would that be? How fitting would that be? Because farewell tour. 
to be ended by Tom Izzo in Michigan State. Wouldn't that be fen- phenomenal? You know, I think about it often. I don't know how many other people out there think about it. Like, if there is no Coach K, how many national titles does Tom Izzo have? You know, it's one of those things. It's almost it, 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 better than, than, than Barkley and Jordan. But, you know, if there was no Michael Jordan with how many championships would Charles Barkley have? And, and this is no knock against Tom Izzo because Coach K, you know, is just a phenomenal. Obviously, he's an all-time, you know, Hall of Fame kind of guy. And so is Tom Izzo. But they consistently have met head-to-head and deep and early in, in the tournament. For the whole career, it seems that, and, and, and when Michigan State's favored to win, it seems that Coach K finds a way, and vice versa. You see, when Duke has been the the, the, the juggernaut coming in, Michigan State has found a way to knock them out. So, those two, I mean, them having a one more go at it is something that is must see TV for everywhere. Anybody who knows the game of basketball, and that's all over the world. Everywhere I go, I've been around the world a couple weeks ago this week, this past week, everywhere, and they love basketball. I mean, so basketball is where people are going to be watching that game, I think. If you're watching Wisconsin-Michigan State in the Big Ten tournament, that game right there, Coach K, Tom Izzo, will be the highest-rated television uh, basketball game in college, in the history of college basketball, in my opinion, if that one's played at the right time of day. I think it's pretty cool that Duke can pick which bracket they want to be in. And they can pick their opponents. <laughs> That's pretty cool, you know. That's uh, swag equity. They've earned it. Who says they have that ability? No, they do. Even inside the bracket, that. they decide what time their press conferences are, what time their oh. practices are, and please, somebody, well, refute me. We're not blue blood. We'll refute me. We can't. Michigan State can't be blue blood. Michigan State can't be blue blood if, if Duke can do that, and we can't. I do mean, that. they can pick. Coach K can decide when he wants his press conference and when he wants to practice. We're next. Okay. okay. A, We're next. That's a, but we want to beat that's, him that's, in that bracket. That's, that's but impressive. before we get to that second game, we got to win that first game. Right? That's and we got the hardest our, game to win. You know, if we could ever predict a bracket. Davidson. I think they have a 27 and 6. We got some highlights of a Davidson. Very good program. Veteran laden. Obviously led by Foster Lawyer. Much uh, ballyhooed recruit for Tom Ezzo. Transferred over to Davidson. Davidson has had other stars like Steph Curry. Um, I think, you know, as we all know, when we look at Davidson, their three-point game is everything to them. We got to defend the perimeter. And when you look at uh, Un Jung Lee, average of 16 points a game, and Luka um, Brajovic, averages 14, 14 points a game. Then you got Michael Jones averaging 12. The main thing about Davidson is they average nine three-pointers a game. So we are going to have to defend the perimeter. And if you defend the perimeter and they're not on, you're going to get a lot of long rebounds and you're going to be able to rebound the ball and run with the ball. Why are we playing at 940 at night, Jason? Tell me that. <laughs> That's probably the most upsetting part. Second round starts and we're not done yet. Why? <laughs> Tell me. Uh, you know. 
Because that ain't prime time. Because 940 means 1010. That's not prime time. Yeah, it does. No, it's far from prime time. I, I, I don't know. Maybe out west, they wanted the people out west to be able to, to, to see the game in their prime time. In Greenville, South Carolina, Duke versus Davidson. They want somebody out in L.A. to worry about that game. <laughs> hey. MSU versus Davidson. It's the West. It's the West. Okay. Just curious. I mean, that's, that's, they're getting ready for the next round in San Diego. They want the people of San Diego, the greater San Diego area, to pay attention to this. I have no idea, Brian. It's, it's, it's ridiculous that Michigan State is playing so late in an early. Absolutely ridiculous. Like no question. It doesn't make any sense. How happy are we for Foster Lawyer, though? What a great kid, great family. Very happy. Oh, extremely happy for him to be able to find uh, a program like Davidson where he's he, he thriving, uh, being able to shoot that three, being able to showcase his skill set uh, the way that we all knew once he made that decision. So, you know, happy for him. There he is. little ode to Foster. Yeah, the return. Well deserved. Well deserved. Happy to have him back. But can the storylines be more obvious? Before the brackets were selected, could we have not all bet our life we're going to face Davidson? And Duke is going to be in our bracket. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's exactly what Michigan State fans were saying before Selection Sunday. And uh, lo and behold, it happened. Uh, you must have made some calls, Brian. Don't act like you don't have any pool out here. I have zero pool. I just knew, oh, okay. you know, that they like, NCAA, they like NCAA storylines. And I knew... They would want a Coach K, Tom Izzo final or possible face-off before, you know, the end of his career. So we all knew that was going to happen. Plus, Duke got, a, got kind of a little, little home cooking, playing in uh, their region of the country. But as Coach Izzo said, you know, you like to play in your own time zone. I guess when it's midnight, does it matter what time zone you're in? That's my question. <laughs> what do you think? When it's midnight, does it matter? No. Doesn't Listen, matter. We know it. You know as well as I do, like Coach Zabe used to tell us, you know, you might drag ass all day long, but when that sun goes down, when you're in college especially, those eyelids go up. So it don't matter if it's midnight for kids 18 to 22, Brian. They're going to be ready to fall. Believe that. This will not be an excuse for Michigan State. This is an excuse for people that are old like you and I not to watch the ball game because we might fall asleep on the couch. That is it. The, make no mistake about it. The players want to play in night, morning. It doesn't matter. They're ready to go. Okay? So let's just move on. Will you be awake for this game? 
The over-under. Uh, I think that I will make it to halftime for sure. I'll make it to halftime. Depending on what the score is, you know, I may, you know, come in and out of consciousness somewhere around, you know, five minutes to go in the ball game and hopefully catch the end of the game uh, for a thriller. Uh, or if it's, you know, if, if you're talking Michigan State's running away, running away with it, which doesn't mean a thing because I just saw the Maryland <laughs> game, so I'm definitely going to be up. So doesn't mean a thing at all. There's a, there's there's a cycle. There's a cycle for you right there. I'll be up. Okay. Nervous. Go there. Yeah. I'll be I'll be up as well. I won't be able to sleep. Oh. Gotta see a score. Gotta see what's going on. Hey, this is a guy who normally goes to sleep at like six thirty. I do. PM, ladies and gentlemen, I do. this is beyond his bedtime right now. Can we predict? So uh, for him to say he's going to be up, I will. But can we people, predict? Uh, people think it's a joke. It's real. No, I, whatever. Very true. Okay, it's true. Can, can it's true. we predict a Sunday noon tip in favor of Duke? Noon. Noon. What you think? I mean, <laughs> why not ten a.m.? It could be ten a.m. By about one, by about one p.m. Saturday, they'll be in the mornings. Yeah, <laughs> they will. They'll be in the mornings. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be one of those early games on Sunday. You know, that's what we. But we have to win the first game. If you're Michigan State, Michigan State has to win that. Come on, Brian. Let's not talk about that. One at a time. But as we one all know, death taxes Duke in our bracket. It's going to happen. Every Spartan predicted it. Every Spartan saw it coming. And sure enough, it did. And that's okay. Would you not Death like to be the team? Would you not like to be the team to not coach KO? Of course. I think it just, it's, that's something Izzo has to do. All the times he's been bounced with great teams in the tournament by Coach K, he has to bounce him for his career. It's a must. Because you know, there's no – they can't run it back. He's like, I don't think Coach K is going to run it back like Brady. That's not going to happen. Without getting it of herself, we got to chop – chop. we got to stop Banchero. we got to limit the turnovers. But let's we're, – let, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's – uh. Focus on that on that midnight game on Friday. Let's focus there. We'll be done by two a.m. and then we'll worry about Sunday. You started it, and then you tell everybody, "Let's not get ahead of ourselves." Unreal. I'm just saying. Unreal. The fire starter. Does Izzo have any magic left? You got that header, and <laughs> yeah, Alex, you got the header. There he is. Does Izzo have any magic left, Jason? Tell us. Of course he has magic left, Brian. What else are you going to say? It's a sparring podcast. I mean, you keep asking me about Izzo. Does he have any juice? Yes. He's got a lot left in the tank. He's got a lot of tricks left up his sleeve that people haven't seen yet. How can you not? When you have that much experience, that much success, how can you think that, okay, this guy's not eating. He doesn't know what he's doing. You're crazy. If you think Izzo has nothing left, you are crazy. Like, you're, you've lost it. You, you've lost all, like, you're not, not in touch with reality because you have some kind of deep emotional 
thing going on about something that you have nothing, you have no idea what, you, what you're talking about. Izzo's forgotten more about basketball than most of you people, and myself included, can even dream of. He's forgotten about more. So if, for anybody to think that, oh, he's done, he doesn't know what he's doing, especially when it comes to tournament play, you, you have to be out of your mind. We just had Mateen Cleaves on here a week ago. What did he say, Brian? He said, Izzo is that guy. The only people that, the only two guys that believed that we could win a national championship back in 2000 was Mateen and Izzo. He said, people play for him because they know what kind of guy he is. He is a better guy than he is a coach. That's Mateen Cleese said that. Not me, not you, Mateen Cleese. And, and we know what kind of guy he is. And from the outside, we think we know what kind of coach he is. But we have no idea, really, what the inner workings are in that program and in that locker room. And you better have faith in Tom Izzo because I'd, I'd have more faith in him than I have in myself when it comes to this ball game. You know, I disagree with you. I think we have we have a working knowledge of the inner workings of that locker room. Well, you know, there's a lot of guys, you know, he grinds them. He drives them. Um, he tells them that if I go ALNAU, I don't care anymore. But we here's one thing we do know. Every former player comes back, loves them, dies on them, defends them, stands by him, appreciates his loyalty, appreciates his life lessons, and... Sometimes, like Mateen said, it's, it's bigger than basketball. It's about life lessons. And so that's a separate topic. Do I believe Izzo has magic left? Absolutely. Won the 8-10 Big Ten title. Tell, tell me how, what are you talking about? You disagree. Disagree with what? You say we don't know what really goes on in that locker room. That's what you said. Oh, no, no. The inner workings of the locker room when it comes to the coaching side of things. Oh, I'm like you know a coach. the X's and O's, I know. Brian. I'm like a, I don't. You know the X's I, and O's. I don't need to know the X's and O's. That's what I'm talking about, Brian. <laughs> All right, my job's not to know X's the X's and, and O's. O's. You're asking me about right. the locker room and how players feel about them. I'm telling no, you how no, they no, feel no, about no, them. No, no. <laughs> You're t- okay. That's that's. What, what we just heard Mateen Cleese say a week ago, Brian, is that no matter what people may think, people think that players think about him, they sign up for that. No, it's not going to be. That's what I just said, Jason. Every day. That's what they I just said. I just said that. I just said that. I don't think you know what you just said, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> You have no idea what you just said. I just said exactly what you said. And I have no idea what you were talking about, but I said what you said. I'm disagreeing. I think you're confused with what you're disagreeing with. You confused everybody right now. You just, you said, you, you, let me tell you something. Listen, I'm fully on board with Izzo, regardless of what you feel about him and how you feel about him personally. I'm I'm on board with them. <laughs> okay? Just drop it. We'll talk about it later. Well, I feel about You're heading down a different road right now. We don't need it. We got a game well, Friday. Stop. Stop. I, need you to stop. I need you to stop right now. Stop. In reverse. Don't do not go there about Tom Izzo. Don't. <laughs> and how <Stay>. you <laughs> we know how you personally feel about him. 
Stay. <laughs> stay Don't talk to stay him like that ever again. The way you talk to him, I saw that. I've seen the way you talk to him. Leave coach alone. We're gonna be fine on Friday. And Saturday, you and him and I will sit down. Just leave it out. Okay. Leave it out of the show. Not in the public sphere. We'll we're not it. talking to him until he's done with the season. No, you're not allowed to talk to him. Until <laughs> I'm, I'm terrified. I ain't, talking, <laughs> I ain't talking to him at all. I don't want nothing. <laughs> well, with the other season, absolutely agree. Yeah. Just we're in okay. a tournament. Don't bad mouth him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm telling people. Why you got a bad mouth the guy? <laughs> You're telling me you know what he, how he coaches? What are you talking about? I, I know the X's and O's. I disagree. I've been in those rooms. I understand. You don't know what you're looking at. You don't know what Maybe, but I've been in those rooms. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, we're joking. We're obviously just joking. We're just playing around. We both love Coach for the bottom of our heart. We both feel like he's got a, many runs left. And what he said the other day, we both agree with. If this current team just trusts me, trust what we're telling them, we think we're going to be okay. And, you know, Jason and I both have been there, not at basketball, but in other sports where we know that's the way it goes. I mean, you, it's all about confidence and believing what you're taught. And so this team has shown flashes. This team can make a deep run. They can beat Duke and move on to... God, who knows how long, or they could lose a Davidson and go home. I mean, it just depends. We'll see which team shows up, but this team definitely has the talent. Next topic. Really quick. Not really quick, but we want to celebrate Women's History Month. Um, just a quick shout-out. Susie Merchant, you know, our uh, women's basketball coming out through from coach. Michigan State Athletics every day. Every awesome. day. Leah Johnson, our women's volleyball coach, Stacy Slabotkenik, our um, women's softball coach, Jackie. I'm sorry, Stacy's our um, golf Stace, coach. Stacy's a champion. Yeah, Stace she's a, a champion. champion. Absolutely a champion. Yeah. Jackie Joseph, our uh, softball coach. We had six All Big Ten women's gymnastics um, members. And so I think sometimes we need to recognize some of that and honor Women's History Month and pay more attention to some of those things. So congratulations. we got a lot of great women leading our athletic department. Those are just to name a few. And in recognition of Women's History Month, we recognize you and we, uh, we support you and congratulate you. And whatever we can do for you, let us know. On the spring football. With some of the women teams on the show, Brian. Use some of your pool. We do. To get some of the women on the team, on the show. Absolutely do. No question. No question about it. But uh, let's get into this. Spring football. It's got Spartans excited. When's the last time you've been excited about spring ball, Jason? Well, last year. But you know what? Not as excited as I am this year. Coming off of an 11-win season, uh, there's a lot of the new faces once again on campus, and you just want to be able to see them, not only on the field, but also coaching. Uh, so you want, I want to be able to see 
you know, what, how the players are, are receiving some of the new guys that are coaching them up and see how the new guys that are on campus are progressing. And don't forget, these are young men who, who, who work hard in the offseason. They're very resilient, and they can change, man. Like, they, they get better. I mean, you can see an improvement in some guys from week one to week two, week four, and, and they progress throughout the season. But some of them continue to get better, continue to get better even now in the offseason. So it's going to be exciting to see if some of the, the star players are taking that next step into being an elite caliber athlete and being able to perform at a high level, which we know Coach Mel Tucker is demanding of his team. 247 wrote a great, wrote a great article about um, some of the things to watch in spring practice. And you and I both agree. Offensive line is one of them. Very, very important. And when you look at the O-line, Jason, you see we've got the transfer from Washington State, Brian Green. You got Samek and Duplain. Hopefully, Horst comes back at left tackle. You know, Spencer Brown, we hear, is really having a great, great winner, really moving up. And this O line has a chance to be pretty special. Um, might lack some experience, but uh, what are your thoughts on the O line? You know, you just you just named all the players that that everyone's uh, looking forward to seeing take that next step come in spring football right now. And you, you talked about Samak, who's played center and, and also guard with the emergence of the new player from Washington State, uh, was it Brian Green, who's yes. coming here as a, as a true center. I think that gives Samak an ability who's Samak's probably the best athlete along the offensive line. He's the fastest guy, most explosive guy, strongest guy. He's that guy. So you get him out there in space as a pulling guard to be able to use his talents. And uh, yeah, I did see Jared Horst back in, you know, practice yesterday uh, from what I saw on, on film. Uh, so, and he, he's going to be a, a stalwart there at left tackle. And as you said, Spencer Brown, a guy who the coaches are raving about, his ability to take the next step. He had a great dominant bowl game performance, if you can remember, against Pitt, where he put, took one of their top players and took him out of the ball game. Total legal clean hit. But that's the kind of power this man possesses with his size. He's got a nice mean streak, which we like to see in offensive linemen, kind of like Brian Allen of the Los Angeles Rams, as he just got his new contract extension. Hats off to you, Brian, for that. 24 mil, three years. Good for him. Drinks on you the next time we see it. Good for you, Brian. Good for you. But, yeah, that those are those are people like that, Brian Masalam, that can come back on campus and help these young guys and give them the confidence to feel that they can take it to the next level. This is what Mel Tucker is talking about with the culture. He wants those pro players to feel welcome to come back and all they're going to do is make the program that we have today better. So you talk about um, K-9 and you look at, there's not very often we're going to have uh, Doak Campbell, um, I'm sorry, Doak Walker, Walter Camp winners, and so it's going to have to be by committee. I think we're pretty happy with the backs we got, besides uh, having um, uh, Cummings and, uh, and uh, Jordan Simmons. We've added two new great additions, right? Uh, Jalen Berger from Wisconsin and Jarek Broussard from, from, Cal- from uh, Colorado, where Mel was. And kind of a thunder-lightning approach. What do you think, Jason? 
as you just said, I mean, it's going to be uh, running back by committee to see who the hot guy is. You know, you got a guy that can pound in between the tackles and Berger, and you have a guy who, but Berger's also a guy who's known to have some straight line speed, too. Don't, don't get that twisted now. And, you know, and then, then you obviously have the transfer from Colorado who can flat out fly, who wants to return to his 2020 form when he was Offensive Player of the Year in the Pac 12. So we can get. Those two guys going, as you said, Jordan Simmons, the guy who showed a lot of promise as a backup to Kenneth Walker a year ago. You know, who's who's going to be the hot hand? I mean, that's that's really it. Who wants to take that bull by the horn, proverbial bull by the horn, and, and take control of their own destiny? Because coaches are waiting. They want a, a player-led team, and, and it all starts in that, that weight room, the off-season conditioning program, and goes into spring ball, and you earn your respect there from the other players on the team and how you carry about yourself and how you handle your business. Like, as you see them here, defensive back drills with Coach Tucker, you know, they're talking about jamming right there. You know, you got to have right body position, eye control, and be able to strike with your hands. It's a tough man's game, and, you know, that's what he's looking for, tough players in every position. So transfers emerging. Anybody in particular? You got Amir Speed. You got Jacoby Winman. Aaron Brule, Chris Bogle, Jalen Berger. I think they're all going to play a prominent part. I think Mel's formula of 20 uh, high school kids and five or six in a portal to fill immediate needs, I think that that works. Um, any thoughts on that? Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, he's, he's figuring this thing out on the fly, and, uh, you know, he understands this from his days in the NFL. Coach Mel Tucker, he understands how to put together teams you know, with free agency and the, through the draft. It's very similar here in college football now where, you know, the draft would be your, your high school signees and, and the free agency would be the portal. Very similar. And he's been able to take a nice mix of the two and get those ready-made players, those plug-and-play positions, the defensive end, linebackers, defensive backs, those more physically mature positions where you don't typically see true freshmen come in right out of high school and have a dominating performance in the collegiate level, especially in power five conferences, they're, they're saying, okay, we'll take those guys from another school who have already had those three years of work, two to three years of work on campus. Now they're more mature player. And now they are a plug and play player for Michigan state right now in that position. And we're going to be able to see those guys in action as the, the, the spring progresses and they get into scrimmages before the spring game, and we'll have much more reporting back to people to let people know exactly what's going on as the spring progresses, Brian. You know, early reports say that Amir Speed looks and runs the part. Um, Jacoby Winman is the real deal, can run sideline to sideline. These are all very preliminary early reports. When we look at the cornerback position, which we know is much maligned last year, we still have some talent there. You look at Ronald Williams, Chester Kimbrough. You got Charles Brantley coming back. Marquis Lowry. Um, now you've added speed and freshman Caleb Coley. Any thoughts on that, Jason? Well, I mean, look, you know, you have you just hit the nail on the head with those different players that from the defensive back position that I think Michigan State had uh, struggles with in 2021. Everybody knows about the struggles 
in the secondary, especially when everything fell apart at Ohio State. Well, right now, you're looking at a team where that just may be the strength of this team, the defensive secondary. When you look at the new transfers, the guys with length and speed, and you have players coming back like Brantley, who made that iconic interception against Michigan to steal that game at the end and had to have surgery. So he was out after that ball game, did not come back. But now he's healthy and, and back in action. So, so there's, there's some pieces now when you talk about Michigan State defensive back-wise. And, by the way, Mel Tucker's specialty is defensive backs, cornerbacks, safety. You have Mel Tucker. You have uh, you, uh, the former defensive coordinator and, 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 and defensive specialist right now. Harlan? The bang stick. Harlan Barnett, my man, the bang stick out there coaching guys up. And, and so when, when you talk about that, going back to Michigan State defensive secondary room with Mark D'Antonio, the, G, the GA, Mel Tucker, and Nick Saban was the head coach, and we all know Nick Saban specializes in defensive back. That's one of the hardest areas to coach up. And when you have guys like that at your, as a leader, you have a chance to win and win big. Real quick, we'll mention that Carrick, Berenger, and Hunt all come back, all came back for their sixth year. Who backs up uh, Peyton, Jason? Is it Kim, Kayer, Kane Hauser? Any idea? You know, that's, a, that's an interesting one because it's wide open. You know, when it comes to competition, coaches said there's no one who has their job back. It all looks like Peyton will be able to come out and win that, that, that challenge. But as you said, is it going to be Kim? Because there's a lot of coaches that love Kim. Kim makes plays. He does make plays. He's not the prototypical size that you you look for in a quarterback. But he just knows what to do with the football, and he can just make plays. Kate Hauser, he's got everything you want as far as talent. Now, it's can you do it on this stage? Some guys are able to adjust immediately. And other guys, it takes some time. So right now, Brian, it's hey, listen. We, we're not going to sit here and act like because they have one practice in shorts that we know exactly <laughs> what's going on. Okay, got a long way from that. That's what we're that. not going to do. Long way. How long much way. did we hate spring ball? You know, <laughs> I know we we always. That's why we were six and five. Needed, How much did we hate spring know, ball? You you. You know, when you were like always, you know, with the phantom injury and you didn't do winter conditioning and all those things, I, and we were out there working, we actually looked, yeah. looked forward to it to get better. We hate the winter conditioning part, Shocker, but the football. You, we you were a triathlete, no question. You, you want to, no, 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 you get the triathlete, but I wanted to put those pads on. That's oh, sure. Absolutely. Who doesn't want to do that? Now, if you don't Every spring you want to day. knock heads with O-line for four hours every day, twice a day. You loved it. Sure. Tell, tell everybody how much you loved it. Tell them. Uh-huh. You love? Uh-huh. Yeah, I loved, I loved every minute of that. That part, I did love. I, I miss it. <laughs> but I, I get to watch my son do it, so it's awesome. It's awesome. You know what? God bless your sons. I'll leave you one last thing. God bless your kids. I'm so happy you love spring football because I know all the conversations we had over the years, how much you've loved it. 
So I'm glad you reiterated it. Thank you. Pro Day, MSU. Every scout in America is there. What kind of message does that send? I'm sorry, Brian. I had a little technical difficulty there. What'd you say? I said, what kind of message does that send when every scout in the NFL is there and we got all these young men trying out for Pro Day and showing our young men that as a program, we are going to focus on helping them get to the next level. You know, I think that there's two reasons why you, you had the turnout that you had at Michigan State for Pro Day as far as the NFL uh, participation is concerned. And one is, is, is Kenneth Walker uh, because he has the ability to go to any team. Every team needs a guy like Kenneth Walker. Let's, let's be real with it. He won't be the first pick in the NFL draft, but he's a guy that may go. My hope is that he goes to a, a very good team because he can make a team a whole heck of a lot better. The way they devalue the position of running back yes. in the NFL, it, it may play into his hands as far as being with a team that can use him and win and win now. Uh, the other guy would be Mel Tucker. Mel Tucker has put it out there very clearly, very loud that, hey, this is a safe place for NFL scouts. He wants them to feel comfortable coming there. And he obviously having 10 years experience in NFL himself, you know, that's some place that a scout will come and they will, they will talk to Mel Tucker, not only about his players, but other players that he's seen to get his opinion of things. Because that's what's when, when you're talking about scouts, they, that's how they cut their teeth and become a, a Mel Tucker someday. They look up to guys like Mel Tucker. So for Mel to use that as a way to bring more scouts in and then to be able to sell his guys, that's what it's about, selling his guys and, and having more Michigan State guys in the NFL ultimately helps recruiting, and it just continues to breed itself. That's that's the whole goal here, Brian. Oh, I think I mean Mel understands that uh, the more NFL scouts are there, the better that is for your program, the more publicity that is for your program. And then and then he, he also understands that when you do things like that, spending 10 years in the NFL, that – you know, there's a chance you're going to get the benefit of the doubt on a seventh, eighth uh, round free agent type young man because scouts have spent time on our campus getting to know these, getting to know these players, and so when there's familiarity in in, in the scouts' eyes, there's less risk. So, you know, Mel gets it. Mel gets every facet of it, and um, I think, you know, as Brandon Jordan trains every just about every. NFL defensive end uh, in our program, and every NFL scout comes there. I think that it's going to uh, it's going to bode well for folks in East Lansing. So, with that, we will leave you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for joining us. I am Brian Masalam, alongside with my co-host, the Honorable Jason Strayhorn, for inside the locker room. Um, thank you, everybody. Good night and go green. God bless. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.